0: Adjacent.
1: You're listening to the Sports Adjacent.
0: Okay, I like that. I just learned something new today. Adjacent
1: with Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey on the
0: House of L Network.
2: We're doing everything I dreamed of as an adjacent.
0: Patsy, I'm surprised you wanted to do this.
2: I didn't. You asked me to. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right.
0: Let me let me rephrase. I'm surprised you agreed to do this.
2: Uh, well, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be impolite. <laughs>
0: uh, I don't think you like this show very much.
2: No, it's not that I don't like the show. I'm just uncomfortable doing these kinds of things. You know that. I mean, you should know that by now. Yeah, but you're good at it. That's the well, thing. I appreciate that, but it's a, you know, still not comfortable doing it. You know. <laughs>
0: I remember when I started covering the Bears in 2019, Patsy had wanted to start his own Bears podcast. Hmm. And then the Sun-Times said, hey, we're going to start a Bears podcast. And that is was coincidentally the exact time when Patsy decided, no, nah, you know what? Podcasting's not for me. I don't recall ever wanting to do <laughs> a exactly podcast. exactly how it went. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he was great. And then he was great. And you were great. You, you have been great on it because of – Exactly this, because of your personality, you can do more than just talk bears, man.
2: Uh, I, I'm, I don't like doing that, but okay. I'll do my best.
0: All right. Well, we're going to try to do something that Mark Potash doesn't want to do.
2: Welcome to Sports
0: <laughs> Jason. I'm your host, Jason Leisure, and co-hosting with me today is Mark Potash from the Chicago Sun-Times. Yeah.
2: I thought I was a guest.
0: A co-hosting? Well, either way. I mean, however you want to look at it. Uh, it's a totally you're, different you're for- dynamic. You're in for Russ. That's Tony, uh, Tony Gill, our producer, giggling over there on the boards, as always, producing. Tony's been asking me ever since we started this podcast if we could have you on, and I was like, that'd be good a week when Russ is out. Okay. Are we Sports ready to start? Jason, <laughs> yeah, we already have started. You remember oh, like the whole part where I just said the name of the show and uh, introduced you? That was it. Sorry. Okay. That's okay. You're, I'm not you're used awful. to this. I, we know. We know. Yeah. You you look good, you sound good though, Thank like you. we got the audio going and that, that that is a picture perfect, clear shot. That's Did a lot of a books. That's a lot of books, Potsy. Uh yeah. yeah, there's a lot of books behind Mark Potash in his mm-hmm. basement. Yeah. And a uh I think that's a TV, a 13 inch TV or so with a VCR built into it.
3: That's well, it up old in the school. corner? Yeah. yeah.
0: What are you watching on there? What VHS tapes are you popping in down old there? Old Bears games. I used to do all my film work. Man, right there. How oh, we used to do it. Right there in the dungeon. Let's get it. I'm here for it. Tony is so excited about this today. Sports adjacent is brought <laughs> to you by Sheets and Giggles. Sheets and Giggles right now has a huge you can go to SheetsGiggles.com slash SA. They're having a huge Black Friday sale. Everything is yeah. up to 40 percent off. I was looking on there today, uh before we recorded this. And if you want to get their new mattress, you want to get the king-size mattress. If you got a king-size bed. Uh, it's like $750 off or something like that for their Black Friday sale, which I believe runs through, this comes out the day after Thanksgiving, and I believe their Black Friday sale runs through Monday. So go to sheetsgiggles.com slash S-A. you get up to 40% off of uh, everything on their website. I uh, highly recommend the sheet set. Patsy, where do you buy your sheets? Your bed sheets? Um,
2: I'd have to check with my wife.
0: Please don't tell me. It's like at the grocery store or something.
2: No, I, I don't know. I, I don't buy sheets. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, the next sheets in you your family. I do. At wow. sheetsgiggles.com/sa. They're really nice. They're 100% oh, eucalyptus yeah. sheets. Super silky smooth. They're wonderful sheets. Total upgrade to the bed. Okay. Uh, sheets and Giggles uh, uh, sorry. In addition to Sheets and Giggles, Sports Adjacent is brought to you by BetMGM. You can download the BetMGM app or go to betmgm.com and use our promo code adjacent200 and if you bet $10 on any NFL game, you automatically win $200 in future bets. As long as either team scores a touchdown, uh, go to bed MGM. They've also got NBA, hockey, college football, everything on there. Uh, use promo code adjacent 200.
1: Jason, how sure are we that Black Friday has nothing to do with slaves selling?
0: Um, that is a wild topic that you've brought up that I've never thought of. And as with a lot of things historically, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Okay. I believe it is because that's the day that a lot of these uh, stores and companies get in the black, which means profitable. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it has any of the connotations that you're
2: alluding to. It's a good Mm -hmm. thing. Profitable. You're making profit.
0: In the red would mean you're losing money. In the black would Mm -hmm. mean that you're making money, Tone. All right. All right, Did I'm, you do you have some kind you. of like? Do you have some like credible information that makes you think that, or are you just? Oh no, it out I, don't, I don't. I hey, Okay. You know, so past. Just pull the pin on that and throw it into the middle of the show. See what happens, right? Yeah. That's that's fun. I believe it. I believe it refers to companies getting in the black for the year, which means All profitable. Right. Tone. All right. I'll take but you if you find out something else in your research. <laughs> <laughs> Let me know. Patsy, you are always uh, you are always like kind of feuding and provoking on Twitter. What if somebody was to ask me, like if my dad was to ask me, my dad is your age. you met my dad. My dad's a huge fan of yours, um, not only on that. on the radio, on podcasts, but in the Times in the press conferences. Um, nobody nobody asks better questions and um, holds their own better in a press conference. Than Mark Potash, right. uh, if my, but if my dad asked me like, hey, I follow Patsy on Twitter. Like, what what is this? What am I? <laughs> what what's going on here? Like, is he serious? Like, how would you explain what you're doing on Twitter?
2: Just amusing myself, or anything else. Um, yeah, I'm not trying to start fights. In fact, I don't. You know, I, I, I'm very insecure, so I don't like to lose friends. I'd like to you know win friend, make friends, and so. Um, that sometimes get in the gets in the way of that. So really, I'm just—I'll be honest—I I am a mostly, almost exclusively amusing myself. And I guess what I found on Twitter, some more people than I thought get a kick out of it. So I just you know keep going. But in general, I'm just laughing at myself and whatever happens happens. If that makes
0: so sense. I so I would tell my dad he's he's amusing himself and trying to make friends.
2: No, no, those are two separate things. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah,
3: but well, I'm just like, joking you seem around like you're often
0: trying to start little fires on Twitter. Yeah, like you're just trying to start a
2: goofing around, yeah.
3: Trying to be...
0: do put something out there that's gonna make everybody mad, and then you're just gonna sit back and laugh and watch the world burn.
2: Yeah, I think it's called trolling, is that right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just yeah, it's just having fun.
1: Yeah. I feel I feel like I don't I don't want to equate what Patsy does on Twitter to like starting a little fire because fires can be dangerous. Maybe like stuffing the toilet and then running away and like flushing it. And then running away, maybe maybe that yeah. that that's a bit funnier, yeah, and safer
2: yeah, um, yeah, why, do you have a problem with that, or am I is it bad form <laughs> am I un- self unaware?
0: No, I think you're fantastic on Twitter, but i I was going to say that I get it, but I don't totally get it. Yeah. it. It's odd to have worked so closely with somebody for now four years and not i I still don't totally get what's going on. With you in general, like I, I, I love working with Mark Potash. Like Mark Potash is a great writer, really, really great writer. Forget reporting, uh, you know, asking questions, all that. Just the, the writing is really, really good, but he's also good at all the other things. He's funny. He's a, a good teammate to work with. He also drives me nuts a lot of times. And I would describe Tony probably the same way. I was just going to um, say that
1: I get this. I
0: get the same exact sentiment, Mark. So,
1: Yeah. That's the space you want to be in, though, because it's like everybody's just here for the fun. Right. So it's like you're in a nice little safe space of the Internet where nobody can really bother you. You just, you know, you're just there to have a good time.
2: Yeah, I always say if I live by anything, I always say uh, I'm passionate about every single thing I do, but I don't take life too seriously. So that allows me to operate kind of on two levels. You know, when I'm working, I'm working. When I'm in those Mm -hmm. press conferences, I'm doing, you know, I got to work. But when it's over, it's over. And I just like to have fun and uh, kind of enjoy myself. So that's kind of my, I guess that's that's where my Twitter persona, I guess, uh, is uh, is created. If you,
1: if somebody was like, hey, I want to pay you a bajillion dollars just to do sports press conferences. You don't have to write. You don't have to do Twitter. You, they We just show up every time you go to a press conference, give you
2: $10 million. Would you just do that, or nah, do you just love? Nah. So I wouldn't do that just on principle because I'd feel too much of a responsibility to, uh, I don't know, perform. I guess, or just mm. be, you know, uh, be too self conscious about it. I like it just natural the way it is. I have a job to do. I do it, but um, but no, I wouldn't want to just do that because I'm. If you're talking about just like the the like when I'm at House Hall, those press conferences, that kind of thing. I would never. I that's a part of the job. I really don't like. Uh, do I do I give the impression that I really enjoy that? I think some people do. I think some people in our business enjoy kind of doing what I do and putting people on the spot and 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 asking what you call hard questions, whatever. Uncomfortable. I hate it. I don't like it. It makes me very uncomfortable. But it's the only way. To, it's the only way I know how to do this job and to be be uh, worth. Having on the on the paper, so uh, so that's the only reason I do it. I, I I get no joy out of it. I think asking tough questions or asking questions that make people you like uncomfortable is very. Um, I just don't uh, uh, unlikable, uncomfortable. I don't like it. I, I don't. I don't see what anybody does. I think that's the toughest part about our business is that in all these things we're asked we're talking to people that we really like and we want to succeed. This isn't like a courtroom. You know, I always say I would be a better prosecuting attorney than I would be a reporter. Because if I'm trying to put somebody in jail, somebody actually did something bad, I could really go in on them. Then, I, then I'd really be relentless. And that there would be some joy in that. But grilling Matt Nagy, that doesn't make my day. That's just my job. And that's that, so I think there's a misconception there that people think I really get a kick out of it. And I don't like the attention I get for it. I don't like doing it. And I'm, and it's not, the only, I'm not the only one doing it, too. I don't like that part mm-hmm. of it either. A lot of people, Jason included, Pat Finley, every, we all ask difficult questions and put people on the spot. So I really don't even like that part of it either. So, um, so no, to, a- to answer your question, I would, I would not want to do that only be, mainly because that's not the part of the job that I enjoy. It, and it's, it's one of the parts of the job I would least enjoy. That but you sense.
0: must, but you must see, I, I get the, I get the, I totally get what you're saying that you don't like it, especially, I know you, you want to be liked. You want to have yeah, absolutely. Yeah. interactions with these yeah. people. I think that you're great at it though. And I think like I said right. this on the show, I said this on our show a couple of weeks ago when we had Herb Howard on, I think you and Herb Howard are the best two question askers in that room. And Herb asks really, really good questions. He really connects with people. He really knows his football. Yeah. You, What you do that I have always had a lot of respect for is like, you are the voice of the fans in a lot of ways. You ask the questions that people are upset about while they're watching the games and you ask it in a way that is very well thought out. And man, Tony, it can't be this, it can't be skirt around. This guy never backs down. Yeah. He never backs down. If he asks a tough question and somebody's like somebody's dismissive or has some kind of like you know snarky rebuttal to it, Patsy's ready to go. Mm-hmm. If they challenge him on asking that question, he is a hundred percent ready to come back at you with, yeah, this is exactly why I asked it this, this, and this now, now try again, answering it. No, that's Very, that, very good. That's advice.
2: funny because the reputation I think I have is that uh, even among a, uh, a lot of people in, in our business is that I asked the same question over and over to get the answer I want. And I hate that. I hate that. criticism. I hate that criticism more than anything, because mm-hmm. it's just the opposite. I asked the same mm-hmm. question because you didn't answer, answer it. it. Yep. And here's another thing. I don't need an answer. I think I'm good enough at this and I do my research. And if I have a point, even something small, like you're bad on third downs, I don't care what you say about it. I've got the goods on you. If I think it's an, I think I do enough research and I know enough about the game or whatever that I don't need you to say whatever you think I need to say, I'll say it myself. So all I'm doing is just trying to get a response. And if you don't answer the question, I think it's fair to ask it again, but it's, I appreciate you pointing that out, Jason, but it's interesting that you do because I think in general, what I've heard more often or, maybe not recently, but in, in the past is that I get I get either kiddingly or just maybe not kiddingly I, I get accused of being that guy who asks the same question to get the answer he wants, and to me it's it's the total opposite. I think in my from my viewpoint, it's a total opposite.
1: As a producer that has worked in radio and first coming to the knowledge of Mark uh, through his question asking and you know cutting up tape. Of, of bears press conferences. I have never felt that way. Of uh, you hear questions of reporters who have already written what they want and just need the quote to around those guys the narrative. You, you those questions are different. You can tell, oh, this person has already written an article and they want to go home. That's that's what this is about. But that is not Mark Potash. Mark is there and his questions are fact-based. And you can't hide when he knows that he has the facts. And I think people might assume, Mark, that you enjoy it is because of the confidence that you have in asking those questions because you know what you're (laughs) talking about. So I think that's where Uh, that stems
2: from. Uh, I am totally unconfident when I ask those questions. I am nervous. I, you know, people have a totally wrong impression. You convey totally nothing nervous. but
0: confidence in those situations, but though.
2: Mm-hmm. That's funny that it comes across like that because uh, I'm glad. But, I mean, uh, I'll be honest. I'm very uncomfortable. A lot of times I don't hear other things that are said at press conferences because I'm trying to formulate the question. And I think I, I like that I, you know, at least I can, I ask good questions, but I don't ask them well. And that's – I always have to, like, plan it ahead of time. And I've had people tell me – even some of my competitors have tried to help me and say, write it out first. And, you know, so you have an idea of what you want to say. It's hard to ask questions in general. I think it's hard to articulate, especially because if you ask a question that's too short, you're not giving the source or your person you're talking to enough time to think about a question. When you ask a question, to me, you have to introduce the subject right off the bat. Question about – Sam Mustafer. Now he knows. Exactly. I'm going to ask. Now he can think of all the Sam Mustafer stuff. Why is it that he's, you know, that he got benched or whatever, whatever it is. So so I guess my point is, is that uh, I ask questions um, to me that are sometimes long, drawn out, and it might seem like you're uh, just trying to make yourself the show, but I'm not. But it's only because I think the people have to have perspective. They have to know where you're coming from. They have to know what you know, because if they don't, they'll tell you The most BS thing they can, unless they know that, you know, exactly what you know. And they also have to have time to think about it because when you put people on the spot, and I know this from personal experience, and I'll experience, I'm sure on this show, if it's like, (laughs) it's like when I'm on cap show and he turns to me and says, Sammy Sosa hall of fame. I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm like Cindy Brady uh, looking at the TV camera and the Brady Bunch. I mean, I'd like totally bl- blank out because no he's what that is. What that because well, I'm sure my dad will love that reference. <laughs> yeah. Because you haven't, that's not what you've been thinking
0: I, about all day. Been... Th-
2: and what bothers me about that is, somewhere in my mind, I have a good point about Sammy Sosa, but I can't access it at a moment's notice. Yeah. If he would have said Sammy Sosa, you know, he hit the home run, blah 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 blah. What do you think? Should he be in the whole Fame? Now I've already got time to think about it. And now I can. So I go from being from potentially looking like I know what I'm talking about to totally looking like I don't know what I'm talking about. Only because <laughs> of the way he asked the question and nothing against Cap; He's really good at it, too. I shouldn't pick on him. But I'm just saying it's what, when it comes to things like when you put somebody and say, what do you think of your running game? Well, I think sometimes that makes it difficult because he has no he's just say the first thing that comes to his mind or the first safest thing he can say. Whereas if you ask questions with some context, he's had time to think about it and he knows what, you know, and uh, I think he ha- has a chance to give you a better answer.
0: One of the things, Tom, that I run into with question asking with anybody that I'm writing about is I cannot I can't stomach the idea that anyone would ever look at something I'm asking as like sneaky. That I would ask this question and then turn around and write when sometimes I want to make sure that this person knows exactly what I'm going at so that when they see it in the paper the next day, they're not surprised. And they're like, oh, man, he took my answer and turned it. Th-. I want to make sure they I, I almost want them to hear the criticism that I'm about to give them in print so that it's a fair fight, so that it's upfront. But I, I agree with you, Mark, in the sense of like it would almost be better to start every question with, hey, this is a question about Chase Claypool. Pause. Well, sometimes, sometimes
2: you've done that too. I mean, then ask it, like,
0: right. But that's the reason though. present it's, the
2: subject. it's, so it's a, a weird way of asking
0: the question, but it's almost yeah. like putting a subject line on it. It's like, yeah. hey, this is a question about Chase Claypool, so please be thinking about that while I ask you this.
2: Yeah, uh, let me yeah. say, I think it's very difficult to answer questions. I feel for those guys. I don't. I very. I rarely, if ever, make fun of people's uh, verbal ticks, things that they say, things they lean on, which you know people get made of made fun of throughout. Covering the Bears, any team, and I never participate in that because I think it's very difficult to talk not only extemporaneously but also every day or on, you know multiple occasions and not and not be repetitive and not have um, you know, just kind of things that you do all the time. So uh, I think it's very difficult, and so I feel for I I give people whether it's Matt Eberflus or Luke Getzey or anybody, I give them all the leeway uh, that I can or that they need. Uh, because I think it's a very difficult thing to ask questions when you literally don't. It's like volleyball sometimes where two people are asking questions about the same thing, but they're going back and forth. You know, it's like you've seen that in president, not in our press conferences, but sometimes in scrums, you'll see people just go back and forth. And literally, they don't know what's coming next. And so I think it's I think it's very difficult. So I give and I also give people break like if sometimes and this very rarely happens. But, if um, you know, if, if if they say I didn't understand that or I didn't mean to say that, you know, I give them some leeway on that as well. I think it's very difficult to talk, just like we are now. Frankly, it's hard to think. That's why I'm. Well, I always yeah. say that's why I'm a writer because we're about can,
0: to put you on the spot. Here I too. can
2: sit and think about what I'm doing, and then I write it. And and uh, and I think being on like the radio or on these shows and just talking like this is very difficult.
1: And scrums are scary. Like it's, the bear scrum is very scary to me. Like I've been to games and and like. If you want to get your question in there, you got to make sure that everybody else is hearing you and everybody else knows to be quiet when you're asking that question because nobody's going to wait for you. And I I would like slowly ooze confidence as that 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 scrum is going on because it's like. (laughs) uh, Well,
2: it's very hard to get questions and especially now. Uh, well, especially like during covid, when it was when we only had podium press conferences and that's all we had. And everybody had to ask. We couldn't go in the locker room or whatever. So it made it very right. difficult. So it's very difficult to get a question and just literally just, you know, sometimes you're 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 battling. But every so often, I'll tell you a story one time, but sometimes it just happens. It just happens. It comes out. There's we used to do postgame press conferences in a tent outside old old uh, Soldier Field before it was rebuilt, uh, refurbished. And so it was a big tent. So like right outside the stadium,
0: when, when, are we this talking in the
2: nineties, this is in the nineties. Okay. So Dave launched was the coach. And um, so there's all this like ambient noise, you know, there's people outside walking out from the stadium, but they're, we're in a tent, so we're somewhat secluded, mm-hmm. but you get, there's this noise, it's distracting. And so Dave's going over the game. And Dave was one of those guys um, who would like kind of just replay the game in his opening statement. Then we did this, then we did this. Mm-hmm. So it was a game against the Cardinals. Uh, uh, when they yeah I think it was the card yeah the Cardinals I think no the Rams St. Louis Rams and uh the and it was after a bye and though they come out after a bye and they have a uh like a procedure like a uh some kind of procedure penalty on the very first play like they weren't ready or whatever they had to call timeout so Dave's <laughs> going through the Dave's going through a well we did this we did this yeah you know, we had the penalty on the first play of the game and just uh, my my I, I couldn't help it I said whose fault is that and, <laughs> and as hard as it is to get a question in, if I really wanted to get a question in that I need to ask, it would have been impossible. <laughs> but that one question that I had no filter on, it got through as clear as crystal. You could it was just like everybody had stopped just to hear my question. Whose fault is that? And then Dave gets real defensive. Oh, okay, okay, you want it's me, it's on me, put it on me. You know, so anyway, so the point being is sometimes it's really difficult to get a question in, but boy, the worst possible time you can get it in as clear as day.
0: Hey guys, Sports Adjacent is brought to you by BetMGM. You can go to BetMGM.com or download the BetMGM app. It's a great app and you can use our offer. Use our promo code Adjacent200 and here's the deal they're going to give you. If you bet $10 on any NFL game, so a game you're going to watch anyway, put $10 on one of the two teams and if either team scores a touchdown, you win $200 in free future bets if you use promo code Adjacent 200. BetMGM has all kinds of other stuff on there. You can bet on uh, NFL games, like I said, but college football too, NBA, NHL, player props, parlays. they have it all. Just go to BetMGM.com or download the BetMGM app and remember to use our promo code, Adjacent 200. That'll win you $200 in free future bets when you bet $10 on an NFL game. As long as one of those teams scores a touchdown, that's it. So go to BetMGM.com or download the BetMGM app. Bet MGM, the king of sports books. And I got some sports questions for you now, Patsy. This is okay. your wheelhouse, right? Patsy, when he was coming on here, Tone, he said, well, what, what are we talking about? Are we just going to talk about bear stuff? And I told him for like the 50th time that that's not what we do on here. <laughs> but I do have a couple of right. questions for you. So I, I do I understand this correctly that you did not really grow up? You were a football writer and have been a football writer for a long time, but you didn't grow up a football fan?
2: I would not say I'm, I, I was a football fan, but I did not have. I don't have the knowledge, the football knowledge that most people have, because when I was growing up, and um, I don't mean to get into a subject that you're really going to go after me on, but I grew up. my grew up. My father was in the grocery business, so the benefit of that. Is what, that do you, what do
0: you mean exactly? A subject that we can go into? Like you're you going to take the grocery
2: thing to another, into a place I probably don't want to go. Why are but you anyway. trying
0: to play defense against me trying to do yes. an interesting podcast? Yes.
2: Yeah. Yeah, probably. All right. But okay. anyway, I um, uh, I, I don't know if anyone would be interested in this. Uh, Everybody is interested. OK, let's yeah. just
0: assume everybody's interested. Yeah. OK, okay. They've, they've downloaded this episode of the show and they listen to it regularly. Anyway, we're almost like 90 shows in this might be episode 90 tone. Uh-huh. Um, And they will see your name in the description. So they have chosen to listen to Mark Potash. So anything that Mark Potash has to say will be interesting. No more disclaimers about no one's going to find this interesting. No one's going to like this. This is what we want to know about. Sorry. We want to um, know why you didn't watch football as a kid.
2: Okay. So anyway, the benefit of that, of, be, of having uh, uh, your family in the grocery business, is that I always had a job from the time I was like eight years old. So I worked every week, not every weekend, but most weekends I worked. And when I was growing up, there wasn't even Monday night football. Football was exclusively a weekend sport which people Mm. I don't think can even comprehend today. There's football. Mm. I think literally every night, maybe it might be with the Mac and whatever. I'm
0: surprised we don't have Tuesday night NFL yet. I thought we'd be there right now because Tuesday to Sunday is more of a break than Sunday to Thursday is. So like, I, I don't know why we don't have Tuesday night NFL.
2: Yeah. Well, when I was 10 years old, there literally was no Monday night football and there was the football was a weekend sport. So, while everyone else was watching the Bears, I was working, so I never didn't see a lot of games. It doesn't mean I wasn't a fan, but I didn't learn the X's and O's, ins and outs of the game. So when I come to cover football, I uh, I have no, I just I just can't talk about uh, the game like a lot of people who grew up with it can. And this is until I was like you know eight, you know eighteen years old or twenty years old. So I, I didn't get that background, I guess, in football. So I really don't know it um, as well as I know other sports because I didn't watch it.
0: What is an eight year old doing as an employee of a grocery store? I know this is the (laughs) 60s, so I'm sure that was allowed. But like my my kids are really, really smart and I have an eight year old daughter. And if I give her a list of three things to do, Patsy, very rarely does the second thing on that list get done, let alone the third. (laughs) Like what kind of actual work is an eight year old doing at a grocery
2: store? I was actually working at a liquor store and I was battery. Am I get at a liquor store? Yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> were you the kid that handed, north of Were South. you the one that handed yeah. people the paper
0: bag to drink it out of? Or like, no, what, no. What kind of I would
2: work- be ba- I'd be downstairs bagging ice. Okay. Things right. like that. And uh we used to bag ice and then when I worked in the grocery store, we would, you know, you just work in the produce department and um, you know, do you know? do whatever, whatever we, you know, whatever we did, bagging oranges and wrapping bananas and wrapping apples. And yeah, it was a great, it was a great job.
0: Hmm. I picture eight-year-old Patsy giving people recommendations in the liquor store on which bourbon they want. <laughs> like, no, nah, you don't want that. You don't want that. Get this, get this pops. Uh, was, uh, were you getting paid? We're yeah. getting like well, sixty, not 60 much.
2: cents an hour. Or not much. No, they could didn't pay get paid an much. anything. We could pay an eight-year-old in gum probably, and you'd take it. No, I didn't get paid much, but um, until we got a little bit older, and then uh, we actually got paychecks and stuff, so it was kind of nice. Yeah, I had a lot of disposable income as a kid, so it was kind of really? nice. Well, yeah, sure. When, and so I got. Would... I had season tickets to the Bulls when I was 16 years old, <laughs> on the floor at the old at the old Chicago Whoa. Stadium. Pretty good. 16 yeah.
0: years old, season ticket holder, floor seats. And it was probably a lot easier than it was like when I was 16. They were 9.50 piece, Right. <laughs> Nine, ten, <laughs> per game. So that's what we were doing. And did, did you have just, did you just go by yourself or like? How, no, my how cousin, you...
2: I had an older cousin because I didn't drive. Um, I didn't have a car. Uh, so it was 1975. So, um, so yeah. So my cousin and I went in together. It was like $410. I think. Well, the second year, I guess there were $10 a game. And so and it was on the floor and that was on the floor when there was only one row of seats ringing the uh, the like the hockey boards. So yeah. there's only one row of seats on the floor. Now there's like a dozen. Maybe It seems true, like, true, whatever,
0: court, truly courts like close and, enough. You, you could heckle.
2: Yes, could definitely heckle. Yeah, and I, there was, would, and I imagine to, you would have been really good at that. I would
0: imagine you'd been even back then, like a very mouthy. No, nah,
2: not really. I wasn't uh, every so often I'd get on the referees or whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, I was kind of obnoxious, I guess. But um, <laughs> did
0: the <laughs> referees know
2: you? Did they kind of like, because I mean, no, I wasn't like that. the I same heckler in the same building. Yeah, all no, the time. no, I wasn't. I wasn't uh, consistent. I wasn't that I wasn't. I wasn't like Robin Ficker or anything like that. I mean, I, I every so often. I would kind of lose my mind or whatever or joke <laughs> around with them and stuff. And um, I think only once did one of them. I can't remember who it was, told me to grow up. That was that was the only admonishment I ever got from an NBA referee. <laughs> Grow up! I think it was Jake O'Donnell. It was Jake that's O'Donnell. Good, it's a, yeah. that's a
0: good like. It's yeah. a good old man to a kid comeback. Grow up! <laughs> yeah. What do you think I'm you doing?
2: Just do you- walk <laughs> off. Yeah. I got a I got a Dude. question
1: about the the grocery store. What I mean, you're providing sustenance to a community. Like, how does it feel to have that power? over uh over the community like you have to come to me
2: to survive i've never once in my entire life looked at it like that to tell you the truth uh only because uh there were many other um grocery stores so i never felt like you know if it wasn't for us these people wouldn't be uh existing or surviving or whatever (laughs) who was your rival
0: who did you get who did padesh markets hate
2: our rival, well, We didn't. I don't know if we hated. It. Treasure Island was the on the New York I, side. No, no, there had to have been like
0: grocery store wars, like in Anchorman. Well, there was where competition, just of course.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of competition, sure. but um, I don't know if it'd be necessarily be, uh, you know, it's that you know, it, it, I wasn't exactly. I don't know if it was like uh, there were like ill feelings or whatever. It's kind of like you know. I mean, I compete with the Tribune, but I I kind of get along with those guys. So I mean, it's not like a war at war. So I think it's similar. Any competition is like that. Don't you what think, you, Jason?
0: What did you guys thumb your noses at about? You said it was Treasure Island. Yeah. What did you look at them and be like, amateurs?
2: No, I don't think we looked at it. We didn't look like, down. No, I don't think we looked down on. Uh, were you guys? Would you go over and like kind of scout
0: out their prices and stuff? Oh, so sure. Guys, I think why? I think okay. I, I wouldn't. That was would my in, thing. Somebody, somebody go in
2: disguise. Uh, I don't think it was quite like that. But I'd have to ask my brother about that. He was. Uh, he's actually still in the business, so he would he would know more about that. Hawdesh Market's still thriving.
0: I think you guys have three locations in the city. I think, right? Yes, we do. Yeah,
2: on State did, Street, on Clark Street, and in the Hancock Center.
0: What well, did you work directly for your dad, or did you in some way answer for your dad? And how did that go?
2: No, my dad wasn't really my boss. I worked in the produce department, so I worked for uh, the, the you know the uh, the, uh, the produce managers, uh, uh, Max and uh, Leroy. But if you
0: did a bad job or you were, uh, you know, problematic to your su- supervisor or something, it would probably get back around to your dad, wouldn't it?
2: Well, it would, but they had authority. One time I got sent home and uh, it wasn't my <laughs> dad who sent me home. It was uh, my my boss, my man, our manager. So what'd um, you get
0: sent home for? How old were you and what did you get sent home for? I think I did I tell the, you the story workforce? once. It sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah, yeah. But I, I'm if. If we did talk about it, it was probably just you and me sitting around and not a listening audience like we have right now.
2: I don't know if anyone cares about this story. What, uh, how old were you and what'd you get in trouble for? Yeah. There we go. It's such a silly thing. I was like 13 or 14 years old. I mean, what'd you just, do? No. Um, I was just being obstinate about uh, packaging grapes. Because when you package the grapes, you take them off, you take them out of the like a wooden crate and you put them on a tray and you wrap them. And then eventually some of the loose grapes would fall off. So at the end, there are a bunch of loose grapes. And so we would package them and we would wrap those up and sell them uh, at a reduced price. And I said, we should sell those for more because they're already picked off of the stem. (laughs) And I don't think they should be, you know.
0: A plucking so, surcharge,
2: yeah, or just the same price. I can't remember. So, uh, of course, being—I think I was probably like 13 or 14 years old. Uh, being obstinate, I just stuck to my guns, and my and Leroy, he got—he uh, just had enough and said, "Go home, go home." <laughs> I, and, yeah, and my dad did talk to me afterwards. He told me, uh, you know, he let me know that, that was not—that uh, was not a good move. So you did uh, not walk around potash
0: markets like in. Privilege.
2: Oh no, we could not do okay. that. My dad, my dad was really good about that. About. No, we were. In fact, I think that's why he did that was to put make sure that we knew. in general. He put us in another department or just in a department so that we would know that that we weren't the son of the boss, you know. And so uh, we were employees and and the the managers had authority. And I think um, I think he was glad about that, that I got sent home because it kind of let them know that people know that I wasn't above it, you know and i don't think i i never thought that i my dad always made that very clear that um um you know that uh that that was the situation so i think that was good uh ah, yeah, you get play sent- the
1: game of thrones of of grocery of, of, of potash what's,
2: what's game of thrones um, I, um,
1: I, I i know i've heard
2: of it but i don't uh, get the reference
1: uh, well essentially it's just a constant battle in a family structure of okay. who will be king oh. uh, or who will sit atop the Iron Throne. So it's a game that you need to play, making connections and doing other things to kind of supersede people to make sure you're on
0: top of the uh, Iron Throne. Uh, I don't
2: know if it was quite that complicated uh, in our family, <laughs> but I'll take your words. It wasn't like Tony. Succession. Patsy, yeah.
0: I've never... It's interesting that you didn't know what that is and you probably don't know what Succession is, right? You don't know this shows. I, I've never heard you make reference to any modern show like is there anything that's out now or out in the last 10 years that you like or is everything like you know clutch cargo and mash and all that stuff
2: i just don't have the time to really watch i mean it's not i mean i I, i'm sure it's fine i'm sure these shows are fine i just don't watch a lot of television so um so no i don't I, i i can't say that i've seen a lot of modern shows i think i i saw i used to watch suits Okay. Right. I've heard of that. I've never seen it. No. Yeah. I, I think my wife
0: might have watched that. My I've, wife I've used to watch
2: it. it, so I started watching it. And um the last show I watched was the only show I've watched, and it wasn't even like 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 a show that I would like make sure I'm home for was The Office. I like that. I like their yes, the so, comedy. Yeah. That's a modern show that people know about, right? But it's been that out there for yeah. a while, right? Yeah. That's know, my you know,
0: that, that's my favorite show of all time. Yeah. And I think Tony is yeah. probably up, to, up there for you, right? Mm-hmm. But un- yeah.
2: Un- yeah. Unfortunately though, I didn't catch on to it until like because I was on the desk working the desk when I never watched TV. Working nights, yeah. And twenty ten, I got off the desk and I started having a regular schedule. But by then the show was well into its run. So I never really saw it that much. First round. But that's the last show that, and my wife watches when it was on Big Bang Theory. That's the show, right? That's the name of it? Yes, that's the show. Yeah, I've yeah. never seen so you, it, but I, they, I know it's a show. We would watch that, so I've seen that. I know that. Um, but I always say the last show, I used, uh, the last show I ever remember where I would, you know how, like, I don't even maybe it's not even a TV thing now where you just make sure you're home for that. I guess it's, maybe with VCRs, not, you don't have that, or much DVRs. That. I think, Patsy, that was
0: one of the things people, well, HBO does that sometimes where the show's come out Sunday night. It, it is not a big dump on the streaming app. Right. The, the last thing I remember like that, the only thing I can remember like that in a long time was when The Last Dance came out in 2020. That was like everybody's right. got appointment, appointment to be there to watch it, yeah. it on yeah. Sunday night so then yeah. we can text each other about it and tweet about it and yeah. whatever else.
2: Well, in my day, not to sound like a 63-year-old man, but in my day, uh, you, you had to watch the show that night when it was on. And I'm, what I was saying was the last show I really remember – that I did that for was Dallas. I don't know if you guys were hmm. know about Dallas. You're, I very I don't popular re- show I don't, in the eighties, seventies, eighties. that
0: are your age though. It's not just kids that yeah. listen to this. In yeah. fact, this is very much not a kids show. Uh, where like there will be people listening to this and know exactly what you're talking about. So don't be derailed by the fact that me and Tony don't know
2: about okay. Dallas.
1: Is it okay. like Mash? What's that? Is it like Mash?
2: I don't is it think like so. Mash? No, Mash mm-hmm. is the army. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's a totally different show. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's a soap opera. It was night a, a uh, primetime soap opera
0: basically. I don't know what it's about, but I can tell right off the bat it's nothing like Mesh. I can tell that. Yeah. yeah. Like Is that the only show. old TV show you know? Tony? me but I, the only uh, one. Uh, all, all in the family. The Jeffersons. There you go. Good. Good yeah. times. That's the same era, it's the seventies. I grew up with all that stuff. Patsy, are you are you like an expert on grocery shopping from your time in the grocery business? Do you I
2: never we you, never went you, shopping.
0: You cut through Jewel like in five minutes or what? Um sorry, not to name one of your competitors, sorry.
2: Yeah, no, that's okay. I I'm go to Jewel all no the time. No here. Um, uh, no, I can't say I'm an expert. I mean, for one thing, when I was a kid, I we didn't really shop. I mean, my dad just brought home, you know, groceries and stuff. So there we didn't do a lot of shopping, you know.
0: Do so. you make a list when you go now?
2: Do I make a list? Sometimes I do,
0: yeah. I usually make a list and I strategize it. Like when I'm writing my list, I'll take a piece of paper and I'll start writing the things that I need, but I'll write them in different corners. So like all the produce things are together, all the like dry goods are together. What do you think of that strategy?
2: Um, I think if it works for you, it's good. Um, I just write everything I need, most of the things, and um, hope for the best.
1: How
0: do you you feel about uh, self-checkout? as someone who came up in the grocery store business like does that do you feel like that eliminates does that bother you that that does eliminate the human interaction
2: of
3: talking Uh, to someone
0: at the grocery store or do you use it
2: that's hard i i I do yeah no i do uh no actually i don't i just say i don't because one of the things i don't like is when the checker comments on like things you're buying Oh wow! You must have a lot of dogs. You must have a lot of pets. You must have a lot of kids. No. Just let me get out of here, okay? So I want it to be as impersonal as possible. That's my poem personal. You, what if you technique. have some
0: medicine, some over-the-counter medicine on there? Like, oh wow! You must, you, you must that. need, told, you must need yes, this right. laxative,
2: right? So actually, that you, you must not get enough yeah. fiber. So those, yeah. So I really, yeah. That's I'm, I'm easily. That's part of my. I'm easily annoyed. So, uh, and and I, I I know a lot of people like the or whatever i just want to get in and out so
0: i don't and i i think i always think i can do this faster myself i can bag these groceries faster than the cashier
2: oh well yeah maybe you can <laughs> he's at that
1: oh like oh you're one of those
0: <laughs> yeah Oh, oh you want to replace my entire family with
2: robots okay yeah <laughs> no i don't have a problem i don't have a problem with that we have do you uh, ever, we have do you ever go express- to like one of the
0: new age uh grocery stores like
2: Amazon, Joe's, go. Whole
0: Foods. One of those. I've seen. Those, yeah, I've been to like-
2: them every so often. They're hard to for me to get around because they're just they're not at aisles. There's no aisles, you know, so. <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: yeah, I, I agree. Look, yeah. a grocery store is supposed to be a grocery store. We understand the details that make you a grocery store. If you don't have those details, I don't think you're a real grocery store.
2: Well, I actually wouldn't want to be that critical. I I just think it's a matter of style and what you're used to. So I I'm all for them being set up, whatever way they want to do it, whatever works. I'm never going to criticize grocery. It's like, I always tell my wife, never complain about a grocery store that's too busy because that's really what helped get your kids through college. (laughs) (laughs) Never complain about the prices. Never complain about a busy grocery store. I never do. I never complain anything because the grocery business is difficult and, to, for a family business to still be in business after 70 years is a great credit to uh, my brother, my dad, his uncles, now my son. And uh, and I think uh, – so I'm all for even – no matter whether it's my family or someone else's family, uh, I'm all for the grocery business. I, you know, I want to you know, keep buying groceries at the grocery store because there's a lot of competition. You go to Target and get a lot of groceries, right? You go to Walmart, and that's competition. That's, you know, that's competition to all grocery stores. So – um, so when it comes to however they want to do it, uh, uh, Trader Joe's or what's one of the other I can't Whole remember. Foods, Whole Foods, uh, Whole Foods. Yeah. yeah, no, more power to you. Whatever, whatever floats your boat, whatever makes, whatever works for you. Because my son used to work at Mariano's. That's a really cool grocery store. Those are good. I like those. And So you're and, cool. Like you're cool with you going to the grocery store and there's like a
0: bar in the grocery store.
2: Like a bar? You mean like selling
0: no. liquor? Yeah, they have like in Whole Foods oh. or, Mar- or some Marianos, they'll have like a yeah. bar. I mean, you could have, you could, you could go into a grocery store and have dinner. You could go in and uh, sit up at the counter, grab a beer. Oh, right. I right. Uh, yeah. Caputo's has it too, even.
2: Right. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: You,
1: I think in general, I don't think it's you-
2: our style, but uh, that's whatever works. Yeah. Uh,
1: I just had a question just about like, are there tricks and tips that, grocery stores have to make people like shop more or buy more stuff like the one you hear all the time right is like oh they play a certain type of music or something like that over the intercom to make people shop more well, or buy more.
0: i don't, I don't or, hear that all the time what do you what is that theory what are you talking about
1: yeah that some stores they will play time. music or a certain style of music or a certain type of music um to make you buy more it's like the tricks like when you go to target or walmart or something for one thing and you never leave
0: with just the one thing like so is there something what kind of music would hold on hold on hold on hold on what kind of music would make me want to buy things more i don't understand i don't
1: know jason that's what i'm trying to
0: ask (laughs) (laughs) um is it some Um, like is it some like like marketing song where they're like buy doritos now aisle 13 like what are you talking about
1: well, it's a conspiracy, Jason. I'm trying to see if it's true or not.
0: Okay. I'm right. a guy that knows so the business. Please don't let me get in the way of a scholarly pursuit. I,
2: like I'll this. be honest. I don't know the business that well. I grew, I grew up in it when I was a kid, but I don't mm. know it that well to know about those kinds of uh, things. I mean, there's marketing strategies. There's, you know, putting staple items in the back of the store so people have to go past other aisles to yeah, get to them. I mean, one. that's, that's, that's pretty one. common. That's like an exit um, through the gift
0: shop. I like that.
2: The only thing I do, I just encourage people to shop when they're hungry.
0: I <laughs> a, I, that's a disaster. I know. I do. Is, I know. That is I the do. Big, that is the biggest reason my wife doesn't let me do the grocery shopping is because it, it is reckless spending. It, it will be sixty dollars that gets us through like one day yeah. of well, eating.
2: And, and here's I, I am your I am your perfect mark. Yeah. I, for this. I, we
0: encourage that. We encourage. That. I, I, I'm come in ready to have my decision making manipulated.
2: Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I definitely. Uh, that's. That is, uh, yeah, going to, uh, believe me, going to the grocery. Here's another thing you do, and I, I don't think, I don't know if we, I don't think, we, I'd have talked to my brother and my son, but I don't think we do it because we're too small of an operation. But at, like, Jewel, what they do is they say, they have a thing where something might be, uh, like a bag of chips might be $4, but if you buy eight of them, it's $2. And they make it so, <laughs> it's such a good deal, you can't pass it up. And here's the thing, if you buy eight of them, you think, okay, that will last me, as long as if I had gone eight different times to buy one, but that's not true because what you see you eat and you consume yep. more when you have more. And that's a strategy to get you to buy more because they know mm-hmm. that you're going to come back sooner than you think to, uh, to buy more because it doesn't work. Like it's not like wow. you're storing it wow. away and you're, I uh, never thought yeah. of this. So that's how, wow. that's why they do that. And, um, and, but I fall for it because, not like i fall for it like they're tricking me yeah how could you they, fall for it but you they should. but they but they make the difference in price so great that you yes. almost can't pass it up and, this happened to me just recently And they're counting it because be,
0: go ahead. they're talking about like cereal is cereal is one of the things that at least i've noticed as someone who doesn't grocery shop a lot cereal is one of the things that's gone up the the most that i've seen in inflation like every box of cereal is like $7 now but jewel the other day had one where it was like $7 or if you buy 10, they're like $2 each. And I'm right. like, yes. yes." And, but then I've just been mowing through it, Mark. I've just been like, right. I got, I'm rich in cereal. Like, Hey, let's <laughs> right. go nuts. And I'm going to be right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. I'm going to be back in theory. That's in not going to last me as long as buying one box every, it,
2: every, it never days. works like that. Right. In, in theory, if you bought 10, you would use up, let's say you were, you eat one box a week. So 10 of them should last you 10 weeks. Right. You'll be back for more after like six weeks because you've got those boxes <laughs> already in your pantry. And that's the strategy. And it's, you know, wow. it's it's not nefarious. I mean, it's not. I mean, it's,
3: it's I a little. It's a good
2: deal. It's a good deal. You I'm not to be, mad about it. I'm you not have mad to be about like it. It's fair. Hey, you you have to me. be disciplined enough to only have one box of Cocoa yeah, Puffs not. Not a week. At
0: all. I'm not at all. You put that <laughs> you on sale. You put on sale. Well, that's on you. That's on you.
2: Don't it blame is, us.
0: It is. <laughs> yeah.
1: They just have a, grocery <laughs> stores just have a better, better understanding of the human mind than we do.
2: Well, any marketer, any any marketing or marketer can, is, there are a lot of other uh, businesses that are even much better at it, you know.
0: Go ahead, Tone. Hit the button. This is
1: bullshit. Time to call out the world's hypocrisies with bullshit. Sheet.
2: High quality bullshit. <laughs> World class designer bullshit. Sheet.
1: To be sure. Bullshit. Presented by Sheets and Giggles. They just say whatever they think will interest the audience or make it appear that they know what they're talking about. And what comes out is bullshit.
0: I call Bullshit is brought to you by Sheets and Giggles. You can go to slash SA. Their Black Friday sale. Is live right now. You can get up to 40% off everything. The new mattress is amazing, incredibly soft, comfortable. Uh, you can get the sheet set up to 40% off. If you have a king size bed, Patsy, what size bed do you have?
2: Uh, it's a king king size bed. Nice. If you have a king size
0: bed, you can get. It's like seven hundred and fifty, maybe even a little more, dollars off the king size mattress at sheetsgiggles.com slash SA. Uh, we're gonna call bullshit this week on the NFL moving Bills Browns from Buffalo to Detroit because of snow. I don't happen to think this is bullshit, but I know that you do, Mark.
2: How well, I, was, you- I was just kidding. And it got all I, so. I don't think so. I don't think you it, were. Somebody took it and ran with it. <laughs>
0: You were okay, – tell us why you were uh, incensed by them moving a game. I wasn't. I was just making for, a the joke. The reason
2: being – snow. I get so misunderstood sometimes. I was just See, making a joke. the thing, guys.
0: though. I, I, I know you were, you, you were saying you – were, you were ranting about this last week when we heard about this. And, like, I've worked with you for four years, and I don't know when you're joking.
2: Yeah. Neither do I. This is a surprise
0: to me to, <laughs> this is a surprise to me to find out when you were joking. Let me tell you what, uh, about the other relocated NFL games of the last – 20 years and see which of these you agree with or disagree with, okay? Uh 2021 they moved Packers at Saints from New Orleans to Jacksonville because a hurricane was coming in. Yeah, I could see okay, that. Okay, you're you're good with that? Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. Tw- 2014 Jets at Bills got moved to Detroit because of snow again. How much snow? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, twenty ten Giants at Vikings got moved to Detroit because there was so much snow on the yeah, old uh, the metrodome dome that the roof collapsed and yeah, the snow started well, pouring no, in. Not much you can do you, about
2: that. I remember that. Sure. Play through it. No, no, no. You gotta move the game. Okay. Otherwise the stadium wasn't you you couldn't use it. Uh two thousand five,
0: Giants at Saints got moved to New York. That's an odd one. They usually try to move it to a neutral site. That got moved to a home game for the Giants because of Hurricane Katrina.
2: Yeah, hurricanes are pretty devastating. So I'm gonna I, I argue against that one.
0: How about fires? Two thousand three,
2: Dolphins Chargers got
0: moved out of Southern California uh, because of wildfires. Yeah, it got moved yeah. to Tempe. Good yeah, with that's, that's the too? thing.
2: These okay. are dangerous things, and so you're not going to say play through fire. No, 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 no. I, I was just totally kidding on that, and uh, somebody uh, tweeted it out, and uh, the kind of you know made it look like I was uh, kind of grumpy, but um, but yeah. So no, I didn't really have a problem with that because of the extent of the snow. You know, what I mean.
0: Did you was, see the photos of it? It was like six feet yeah. of snow in Buffalo.
2: Yeah, oh was it was terrible. Yeah, there was yeah, no, absolutely. I totally got that. Yeah, sorry, I, I didn't have the I was just kidding when I was uh I was just joking, you know. I mean when I said shovel the, harder.
1: These are supposed to be the the you know the toughest, the toughest men, you know, in, in our known universe, football players, right? Like how awesome would be the stories about that game if they had to play in that.
2: Yeah, but I don't think it was about the guys playing the game. It was about people being able to get to the game, and there was a whole bunch. There was so much more to the operation that mm-hmm. I felt like that was what it, what you know, oh, what it was. You need the fans,
1: just,
0: just you need, the players. Just the rest. I mean, you need public service like like police and stuff like that. Tone.
2: I mean, just yeah. You can I, yeah. Now? I just thought it was the magnitude that made it different. If, if it was just an average old snow, that'd be one thing. Then I then I would say shovel harder, mm-hmm. but. Um, but no, that was just, I mean, it was, uh, that was just uh, huge, <laughs> unbelievable amounts of snow that uh, I don't even think we've seen here in Chicago. So I, yeah, sorry to disappoint you, but I wasn't really um, mad about that. Oh, man. I was just kidding around. I want, uh, I want to do well,
0: play down. Okay. I want to play this. You know? Maybe we pivot to a different one. It would have
2: been we- nice if they did play and they toughed yeah. it out. That would have been great. There we go. There it, it is. Was- there it, it is. You know, toughed <laughs> it out through six feet of snow.
0: <laughs> That's what I was hearing be, you know, last week.
2: It, it, but but it's not like if they had just not decided to play the ice bowl because it was too cold. You know, now that was cool that game. You know, and the fans too. That was yeah. But that was, was a little bit easier than 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 the actual. You know, what was it like six feet of snow? Unbelievable. Feet, like, yes. like
1: how legendary do you want your sport to be? Right, yeah, like all this stuff going on TikTok and YouTube's and you know all this internet stuff, like getting back to NFL classic, like playing through six feet of snow,
2: like that would have been awesome. Yeah, that would have been that would have been cool to do, but um, but again, I don't know exactly what it entailed, so I guess I spoke. I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have (laughs) mouthed off. I'm already regretting it. Mm. Um that I said something, but I was just joking around. Like I, Well, we got to-
0: there eventually. It took a long time, but we eventually got to Patsy saying, tough it out and play through 6 <laughs> <Yeah. for laughs> me. I Call Bullsheet is brought to you by Sheets & Giggles. Go to sheetsgiggles.com slash S-A and take advantage of their uh, Black Friday sale going through Monday, actually. You can get up to 40% off all their stuff. Incredibly soft, comfortable, 100% eucalyptus Sheets, the mattress, uh, extremely soft and comfortable, perfect level of firmness. It's sustainable. And actually, Tone, one more thing about them. Uh, anything that you're buying during their Black Friday sale, they are donating 5% of their sales to charity. So you're doing something good there as well with Sheets and Giggles. Go to sheetsgiggles.com slash S-A. Patsy, if I'm correct about this, you've been married, what, like 30 or 40 years Thirty-five years. Excellent. Congratulations, uh, Tony. You. Might have some marriage advice for you since he's been married for like a week, uh, a month. And oh, congratulations! Ten days. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it. he's a love expert now. Um, you have now you have kids. What age range are your kids right now? How old are they?
2: Um, let's see. Uh, thirty-two. Uh, thirty-one. 29 and 27.
0: Okay. 27 is the number oh, I'm looking right. Yeah. So you have, you have a 27 year old son or daughter, it's daughter. a daughter, you 27 yeah. year old daughter. Okay. Yeah. And so you have to have some sense of what is going on with young people, right? Because you, you interact with your 27 year old daughter all the time. Uh, yes. Let's, let's find out if you know any of these young people phrases or terms. And
1: now it's time for, what does that mean? Right, yes. The world's favorite game, what does this mean? Mark Potash, are you ready to play, what does this mean?
0: I am not, but I will. Okay, well, I'm going to help you get ready. (laughs) It's not going to end well. They used to do this game with me, and I feel like I didn't have a very good chance at it, but I had a better chance than you. Um, what you got to do though, is you got to just try to answer. We can't sit here for like 30 seconds while you just give us like in about five, you got about a five second clock in your head where you got to just give us your best guess. Okay. Uh, I'll do my
2: best. Unless you know
0: it. Hey, if you know it, it'll be even easier. Yeah. All right. got so a 27 you know, year old daughter. Maybe you do know it. Maybe you do yeah. know it. Young. You, you cover the NFL. These guys are like mm-hmm. so, some of these guys are like 22 in some cases. You you probably have some. You you should have seen Patsy and Roquan Smith laughing it up on a daily basis before Roquan got traded. You got to have some sense of what the young people are saying.
2: That's true, um, actually. That really, but all right, Tom. Let's play. I'll do the best I can.
1: All right, let's start with the with the, a little bit of an easy one. I feel like this one gets said a lot. Uh, on TVs, movies, music, stuff like that. The first term, lit. Lit?
2: Yes. What does lit, lit? I mean, It's really Potsy. good.
0: Hey. hey yeah, go. there we go. All He's right. right. Yeah, Look all at right. This. this show is lit with Patsy in the house. <laughs> 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 all
1: right.
0: Yeah.
1: Our next term. Uh, here, here we go. Him. I'm using it in the sentence man, I had a really good game. I'm him.
2: Uh, I've never heard that. So, um, <laughs> is it H-Y-M-N or H-I-M?
0: <laughs> this is H-I-M.
2: Oh, him? I'm him. Oh, you, What does it mean when someone you. declares I'm him, Patsy? Oh, that means you are the man. Yeah! He us it! Let's go. He knows it! Oh.
0: Are people still saying that? I feel like that was like a week and it was over. I'm no, still saying that. People talk? still saying it. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Our next phrase. I say's two for two. Two for two. This is an. Jason, upset. I don't think Jason's never went two for. I two. don't think I've ever gotten two of these right.
1: <laughs> all right. Our next phrase. Rent free.
2: Like, uh, like I'm living rent free in your head, type of thing, or. What? Uh, that's three for
0: three. He knows exactly what it means. Wow. He knows yeah. exa- no, people tell me that free. all the time he's living rent free in matt Eberflus's head i think
2: uh, i don't think so
0: <laughs> that was good that was bad you're, you're, you're killing this one three for three you all got right. tony tony we got to get these a little we got to up the difficulty level here i think
2: all right, all right okay let's let, let's see what this one i'm let, not even see, sure that was a young
0: person phrase all right
2: how many people one. see this how about what's your what's your situation <laughs> <laughs> I'm just curious. We get a few thousand. A few thousand. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, if anybody knows me, it's not my fault. Okay. All um, right. Bussin'. Bussin'? Bussin'. That's, uh... Uh... I, I don't know. It's... Taking kids from one neighborhood into another. <laughs> yeah, that's first one. That's wrong. Right? That is not right. That is that isn't that one wrong. Is. That's bussin' to me.
1: <laughs> Bussing is, is, is actually it's, it's sim it's similar to lit. It's it's very oh, okay. similar. But it's it's more it's kinda like uh Man, that party, that party was bussin'. Or, you know, you come home and your wife make a good meal, like, man,
2: uh-huh.
1: these these mashed potatoes was bussin'.
2: Uh, we used to say boss. Oh, okay. Boss. That okay. was so, a boss. So, the okay. best. mix Pops.
0: mix bus mix in there every now and then yeah. at home. Now, yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll see. I'll give it a okay. shot. <laughs> Alright. Low key. Low key? Low key. Oh, like uh, uh um well I mean just what low key means. Just uh uh, no,
0: not, not the dictionary definition, like the oh. slang. What does it mean? Oh, the, the slang?
2: Low key? Yeah. I've never heard that before in my life. Um, you can get there, though. You can get there. No, I, I have no idea. Low key. Um, um, I, don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. Right. Help them out. Team. Help them out. Yeah. So
1: low key is like you want to talk about something, like you have strong feelings about it, but you don't want to let other people know that you feel strongly about it, so you say. You start off saying something, low key, I like you. But you don't want to. You want to. You don't want to be over exuberant about how much yeah. you like something. And
0: it's like, low key, I like. Yeah. You. Or like, uh, hey, low key, they should have played that game in Buffalo with six feet of snow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you don't want all the smoke that comes with. Okay. You just want to whisper it. it. You just
2: want to whisper it. <laughs> yeah, it's like when you tweet from a burner account.
0: <laughs> there you go, kind of yes. Yeah.
2: You have a burner account. Yes, don't I, you? Do. yes
0: what? I do. Yes, I do. This is one of the things I love about Mark Potash. So, is Mark Mark Potash has like adapted to the modern world very, very oh, yeah. well. Oh yeah, very well. Mm-hmm. He's on Twitter twice. He's got his own Twitter <laughs> account, and he's trolling, and he's got a burner account. Yep. If you're and he on knows. Tone, like tone. Like a couple years ago, Alan Robinson was on the Bears, and he took down all his Bears logos off his social media. And I did not have to explain at all to Mark why that What's was. Mark significant, was all over that. Yeah. Mark's like, "Oh yeah, I get it." I mm-hmm. took down all my Sun Time stuff last week. Same reason. <laughs> no, but he knew exactly what he knew exactly what that meant. Man,
2: Go ahead, man. Tone. You got another one?
0: Yep, I got. I got a couple more here. All right.
1: All right. Our next one. Drip.
2: Drip That's is drip. Uh, it's uh, means it's uh, uh, really bad. That is drip, man. <laughs> That's a
0: good. It's a good guess. <laughs> when you don't know and it's just a pure yeah. guess. It's a good guess. <laughs> it's
2: it's uh, a good guess. Low key, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Patsy, would you like to hear the news we didn't get to on today's show? Uh, yes. Uh, yes. Very enthusiastic. Thanks. I, yes. I, I can I can tell you no, that's the right answer, but it's not really what you feel.
2: No, I just fine. wanted to make sure I said the right thing. Yeah, in a way, yeah. Yeah, you did. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has now gone 16 straight games without throwing for 300 yards. Last time he did, of course, was against the Bears late last season. Uh, that's almost a whole season of not throwing for 300 yards and they uh, in a game uh, that includes the playoff game against the 49ers, by the way. They play at Philly this weekend, at the Bears next weekend. But here are Aaron Rodgers' stats over those 16 games. 67% completions, 229 yards per game, 29 touchdowns, 7 interceptions, a 99.9 rating. So even when he's bad, he's still pretty good. Although he is having statistically... One of his worst seasons this year. Patsy, do you think he's done? Do you think that this is the end of Aaron Rodgers as an elite quarterback?
2: Man, I tell you, the last time I was asked that on a show, I said I kind of went leaned towards yes, and he lit up Dallas, uh, not, and not with the three hundred yards, but three touchdowns. I can't remember uh, like 140, a hundred and forty. Very uh, the typical efficiency, and and they and they won. So it's really hard to um, – yeah, I, I I still say they won't be what they were. They won't be the Super – I guess I got to – it's a nuanced point, I guess. I don't think they will be the Super Bowl contender that they've been. But to say they're dead and having to rebuild, I'm not going to go there either because he's just proven me wrong too many times. So I think he's still got something left. And uh, also, they're getting their receivers back now. They've got this Christian Watson going. I mean, not back, but they've got him going now. Uh, and and that makes Alan Lazard better. And then they get Randall Cobb back. And um, um and that makes that that gives him a comfort zone. I, I think it's somewhere in between. I hate to, I always I know I hate when people say that, but it's somewhere in between. He's not done, but he's not it's not gonna be like it was uh even the last year or the year before, where they were, you know, legitimate Super Bowl contenders.
0: One thing that I think is a concern with him, Tone, is you he's 38. You have to be very self-aware about your limitations to keep playing at 40 or so. Like Drew Brees. Drew Brees knew what he had and he was he was playing a, a definitely like a more limited too. <laughs> Yes. Those guys knew those guys knew what they were working with at the end. I wonder if Aaron Rodgers is capable of that, if he's capable of realizing, "Hey, I'm diminished. I got to play a different way."
1: I don't think he's that diminished. I think His style of play, uh, of efficiency, uh, and low risk-taking, I think is what's doing him in this year. Um, With younger receivers that you're trying to build rapport with, like you're not going to have that pinpoint accuracy that you had with Devontae Adams, that you had with Jordy Nelson, that you had with young Randall Cobb, who they know where to go and you know where they should go at all times. So you don't have to throw the chancy ball. Um, With younger receivers, he got to throw sometimes the 50-50. He will never throw a 50-50 if he doesn't have to. Um, And I think that's why we see the the downward stats. Um, He doesn't have that safety blanket of a guy, of a super professional that is out there with him that understands what he needs and what he wants. Um, And I think just his style of play just doesn't lean towards learning new guys. Like guys just have to get him to get the best out of him. Um, and I don't, I don't think that means he's washed. I think that just means he should probably change up uh, uh, the amount of times that he takes those risks throwing the ball um, and, and, and sacrifice some of that, that efficiency. I think that's just it. He's going to have to sacrifice some of that efficiency if he wants to get the most out of this group until he develops a rapport with
0: the Christian Watsons and the other players. Patsy, would you like to hear some important news? Yes, I would. What <laughs> he's getting better. Look at that, Tom. Yeah. What What do you consider to be important news, Patsy, beyond sports? Like, what kind of real world things do you want to know about, and where do you go to learn about those things?
2: Wow, I'd have to think about that. Um, uh, I don't know. I'd like to. Uh, I uh, I don't know. I was concerned about the election. Okay. Um. There you go. Um.
0: And where do you go for information on something like that?
2: I, uh, Twitter.
0: <laughs> okay. Sadly. Right. Okay.
2: So not all that
0: different than yeah. Tony Gill. Yeah. Okay.
2: I don't watch the evening news, uh, like I used to. And, um, um, yeah, no, I can't say I have a go-to Washington site.
0: Post, New York Times, Wall Street uh, Journal,
2: NPR. I'd say Washington Fox Post news. probably more than I the don't, I don't New York Times, um, trying to think what that's a good question. I really, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, there's no like go-to source for me. Uh, I just, uh, um, I just look, I see what I see on like social media and they usually link to things. Um, uh, Washington post, I think is probably the one maybe paper that I think I might subscribe to that. I don't know. I can't remember. Um, but that's about it.
0: Well, this, this is what Tony considers real news. Larsa Pippen, the ex-wife of Scottie Pippen, is dating Marcus Jordan, son mm-hmm. of Michael Jordan.
2: Yeah, and it's kind of weird. This... <laughs> mm hmm. Mm hmm. Right. Really? The, uh, they, no, no, recently... I mean, kind of weird that Sir Tony gets his news. That's what he considers news. Uh.
0: This is more on the mainstream end of quote unquote <laughs> news that he has brought up. <laughs> it is interesting. Scottie Pippen's ex-wife is dating Michael Jordan's son. That is interesting. I'll give him that. It's interesting. Yeah. but uh, Tony's looking there before he's looking for any news about local government. And what was the right. source of this? What was the website or the? Well, everybody knows this. This is common oh. knowledge, isn't it? Oh. Yes, this is. Uh, I think the by source P&D. was, as Tony yeah. likes to call uh, they it, were, in, uh, the streets. Uh, it, I mean, this this this
1: news story got legs this past weekend. Uh, they were heckled at a at a football game. At while a they Chargers were the game eight, in L.A. Yeah. Uh, together. Um. So this has gotten new legs, and people—the people—are are wondering why is this a thing? Why Why is Michael Jordan's son dating his former yeah. teammates' ex-wife?
2: Which son? The Marcus. youngest one, Marcus. Marcus. He oh yeah, I, think, I did a story of those two when, uh, or at least on Marcus when he was at uh, Central Florida. I think was it? Was it? yeah. yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And when they sent me down there to do a story on it. it was, I remember that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Marcus, Marcus went to. Uh, Wendy Young, when uh, when I attended, Wendy Young.
2: Oh, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Tone, were you heartbroken to learn also that uh, Devin Booker and Kendall Jenner have split after two years? Yeah, but it's good now. Really thought those the kids were making. See, that's that was kind of the reason is they said that they were both too busy and career focused. Yeah, yeah. I Which mean, uh, sad. I mean, Tone. Could you imagine giving up? Could you imagine passing on true love because you're married to the game? Because you're married to the podcast game. I feel like if it's true
1: love, it will only boost your level of play and boost your ability to perform more ways than one.
0: You famously, uh, you famously set your career aside for love. You uh, you missed covering a uh, a state cross country meet for your wedding, didn't you? I did.
3: I did. something you'll
0: regret to this day. Why couldn't you have done both? Yeah. Yep. Patsy think- hates Tony when people miss work for um, soft reasons like having a baby. Or it's a holiday. We were talking to him the other day. Me and Patrick Finley were tra- talking to him, trying to figure out who's going to work Thanksgiving. And we were we were just asking like a feeler question, like, "Hey Patsy, what what time does uh, Thanksgiving start at your house?" And He goes, it "Starts when I walk in the door from work." <laughs> and I believe him. I believe him. The job is job one. <laughs> Flavor Flave. Now has a free pass on Southwest Airlines forever. Did you hear this story, Tone? Whoa, he's got—he right. has yeah. just like a swipe card to walk to walk onto any Southwest flight now, apparently. Plus a buddy pass. Uh, this is all after a viral video of him yelling at a Spirit Airlines gate agent in Las Vegas for not letting him board. And I saw the video, and a it was a little bit surprising to see Flavor Flav not wearing a clock. Uh, as a necklace but he did seem to be justified in what he was upset i would never yell at someone especially a woman but uh he seemed justified in what he was upset about and spirit airlines later said he was right he was what he was upset about should not have happened he was there in the gate area and should have been allowed to board the plane and they refunded him but southwest jumped on this publicity opportunity and i have i have two things about this one why is he flying spirit airlines i flew spirit <laughs> yeah and i told you you're you, you, i told you you make too much money to do that
1: yeah never never again never <laughs> again it's kind of like and it's that, like that well it's, it's, it's kind of like regis philbin who gets mcdonald's for free for life
0: well not anymore he's passed oh really yeah sorry to break that to you here tone oh wow man
1: Oh, that's why they don't. Uh, Regis and Kelly's not thing anymore. I was wondering where we.
0: My second thing I wanted to ask is, Patsy, do you have any idea who we're talking about?
2: Uh, no, I kind of zoned out on this celebrity stuff. It's not my thing.
0: You, you don't know Flavor Flav, okay? And finally, Mark, ten cattle escaped from a truck in Louisville a month ago. This is during an accident, and uh, it took until this week to catch the final bull. So 10 cattle got loose in Louisville, Kentucky. Six cows were recovered immediately. Three were found within days, one on a golf course, one in like a busy, trendy neighborhood called the Highlands, and one in another neighborhood was caught by, quote, a part-time cowboy from West Virginia. Uh, I'm not sure how somebody, according to the uh, Louisville Courier-Journal, I can't. Uh, wrap my head around somebody is a part-time cowboy. I don't know how you can be a part-time cowboy.
2: Uh, maybe if you just do it on the side. I don't know. Maybe. What's a, you know, I don't know. I feel like you're always a cowboy
1: if you're a cowboy. I mean, uh, when are you ever you're off? You're a cowboy. Duty? Dead or yeah. alive, you know? Oh, uh,
0: it, I'm it dead or alive? I'm a cowboy dead or alive. I don't know if that's right. Posse, you're a music aficionado. Do you know I'm what he's talking Okay. No. No.
3: It, took three, wrang- it took
0: three wranglers on horses to catch cow number 10. Apparently one cowboy had originally caught the cow and it had got and it escaped again. So at this point, like, why don't we just let this thing live freely? It's been out for a month on its own figuring things out. It's escaped twice. I feel like that cow can handle its own. It's harder to catch cows than you think. I, I They seem I, slow. I don't
2: think about catching but cows. I, I
0: would imagine it'd be difficult to try to, because they're huge. Like, how do you get it? How do you wrangle a cow? You have to lasso it, don't you? I've never done it.
1: Seems very uh, difficult.
0: Yeah. Um, I think it would be. That's uh, that's the news. You're wow. all caught up now. Yep. Thank yeah. you to uh, Mark Potash for sitting in as guest co-host this week. Yeah, Enjoyed it. Uh, our show is brought to you by Sheets and Giggles. You can go to sheetsgiggles.com slash S-A and uh, hit up their Black Friday sale Everything on there is up to 40% off. Huge discounts on the mattress. Uh the mattress is unbelievable. It's a great gift. The sheet mm-hmm, set is a great gift. Mm-hmm. Like uh, get yourself a gift by getting this mattress tone. How much do you like the uh the eucalyptus mattress from Sheets and Giggles? I mentioned before when we got the sheets that the sheets hug your butt
1: like just so like it just cups it yeah, right. You Perfect. did say that. Yeah. Uh, so you don't the hand motions you're doing right now making the me mattress. The mattress doubles down on that feeling where okay. everything is supported. All the undergarments okay. are supported.
0: Right. And it just feels great. Okay. That's a good that's a great great plug for Sheets and Giggles. Go to Sheetsgiggles.com slash S A. Uh, Sports Jason is also brought to you by BetMGM. Go to BetMGM.com or download the BetMGM app. And uh, we have this deal for you. If you use our promo code adjacent200, you bet $10 on any NFL game. And as long as either team scores a touchdown in that game, you win $200 in free future bets. Just use promo code adjacent200. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Patsy, thank you for being in. Thank you for co-hosting. It was fantastic. I really appreciated having you on this episode. Uh, Thanks for having me. I had a a good time. I don't believe you, but you did a good job. We will catch you guys next week. (laughs)
1: Thanks for listening to Sports Adjacent with Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey. Be sure to download, subscribe, and give the podcast five stars. You can check out the latest episode of Sports Adjacent on all digital streaming platforms.
2: I'm very much adjacent. For a couple hours, I thought I was hood. But then all that happened, I was like, you know what, James?